Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome into the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Martin Kilcoin will be joining us in a matter of seconds. Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio, Frank Cusimano getting his box for Dom full of wings here at the (laughs) Schnooks on Lime Ferry Road. And, of course, Hockey Bob kind of just hanging out and uh, commenting from the peanut gallery, as we love. Hockey Bob, one of our favorites. He loves peanuts, as he said as well. Here at the uh, Schnooks. On Lee May Ferry Road, there's a Martin Kilcoin now uh, sitting down after sampling some beautiful Schnooks chicken wings. Lots of different varieties. Jack here. Jack Buck used to do this to Joe. He would just get up and leave the booth, and you're <laughs> on your own. So I thought, you know, let's see if Chuck can kind of drive this train for a little while. <laughs> and I think I did a fantastic job, except for uh, kind of overmodulating right at the uh, beginning there, and Hockey Bob kind of jumped. Wow. I also He's thought just like a true lead man blaming someone else. I also thought maybe <laughs> with Frank getting up and leaving, if I got up and looked like I was leaving, that maybe Hockey Bob would leave because he thought that all of us were done. But no such luck. Love you, Bob. Love you. You're the best. Chuck, great to see you. Great to see you, sir. You were holding the Billikens accountable last night. Absolutely. I did see that. Very disappointing. Unbelievable. Asked Frank earlier, more depressing, the weather or the state of basketball for our three teams? The Tied for first. The answer is the basketball because the weather is going to get better. Man. And Bob Ramsey, to his credit, said it, what, a week and a half ago? Win the conference tournament. And this is maybe at 5-1 and one in the A-10 when he said it. Only way to get in with the A-10 being down a little bit, not getting any national love, win that conference tournament. Now, can they? Sure, they can. Will they? I don't know. And we've talked about it maybe off air. When you're sort of a thin team depth-wise to do a short run in a tournament, that's asking a lot. That makes it harder. It's asking a lot. And Saturday, you lose that game in heartbreaking fashion. Jordan Goodwin misses the two free throws. But you also, you're playing that game in the mid-50s, so you're liking the defense. I remember yesterday, I'm driving down to the uh, Chaffetz Arena, and I'm listening to the pregame, and Earl Austin Jr., now the Hall of Famer, was basically saying offensively, the Billikens have to get it going, and if they can get, I think he called it the magical 70-point mark for the Billikens, and you can do some good things there. You're playing a lesser team in Richmond, so the fact that they score 81 after scoring 53 on Saturday and still lose to a tough Richmond team, to a, to a poor Richmond team last night, that is really, really disappointing, and now three straight after starting the conference schedule 5-0. and How does a team, Travis Ford, coach team that has Hassan French, Javon, but how do they give up 84? But if you want to be encouraged at all, when they were down 9 and then they're down 11, getting late in that game, I said there's no way they can come back because offensively I said, they just can't. So if you want to be slightly encouraged, it's that they can 
dial it up if they have to. This they is went on optimism a, from a wet blanket right yes. here. This is trying really hard. <laughs> uh, and I'm not trying to put a silver lining on it. You lose at home to Richmond. That's brutal. That's brutal. And there's no painting at a certain – it's no offense to the Spiders and their history of knocking off Indiana and Syracuse in the tournament. What are they, 8 and 14 or something? Yeah. 2 and 6-ish They were 1 the and 6 coming in. So they're not a good team. Right. There's no excuse to that. But I am surprised that they were able to get on a little run. It was amazing how that pressure – led to all those points i wonder if you'll see them do that a little bit earlier in a game just to mix it up a little because it seemed with a team that's really good defensively like slew and then you go to the full court press i mean they started coughing up the ball maybe you can mix it in a little bit during a game just to throw a team it seemed to throw richmond off and that led to some of the late offense but you score 81 and lose javon best gives you 31 and you lose uh it's brutal and i know a lot of people uh some media people not happy with Travis Ford Saturday with his very short comments after the loss yesterday. Are they talking on the radio or at the podium? At the podium Saturday. But, again, okay. yesterday I thought he was actually really, really good. I don't want to say he seemed happy because that doesn't make sense. But I think, in a way, he was, he was happy that his team got exposed in a way that maybe they now realize that they're not this team that really was – supposed to win the Atlantic 10 he said that he goes look you guys you've gotten exposed right now all that stuff that you so-called earned in the preseason that is all gone you did not earn any of that so maybe you had a slew team that we joke about it all the time but kind of reading your press clippings they're five and zero in the conference okay they lose a couple close games to some decent teams I mean these three losses by a combined eight points but don't you feel like after a tough loss Saturday they probably looked at the standings they see Richmond, and they kind of think they can just show up and win that game, and that is not the case in conference And play. Travis, at halftime, what Scott Highmark even said, this game started at 6. I don't think our guys realize the game has already started. But he was sounding the alarms, and it's usually coach speak. When a team's really good and they say, guys, guys, we're not playing that well. Like, yeah, <laughs> sandbagging like the old <laughs> Lou Holtz stage. We're not playing real well. We just won the national championship. <laughs> Travis Ford was saying that. And I think if you look back, they barely edged Fordham, and Fordham is terrible. I think they're winless in the A-10. So I think there were warning signs, and Travis was trying to tell everybody, listen, we got we got a ways to go here before we're good. But it's, it's a team that was picked to win the A-10. The Cartier thing kills you. You had an interesting thought about Cartier. If he knew he was going to transfer all along, with the current system where they just kind of let you leave and start up fresh the next year, why not just finish out the year and then go to DePaul? And be eligible next year, unless it was so hostile and they weren't getting along, which is yeah, apparently that was the case. It's too bad, though, even if he wanted to leave, just finish the year. Yeah, and look, I, I understand the way Cartier Gordon is thinking, and, and kids, when they're 18, 19 years old, they get emotional and all that, and they make decisions. But just look around college basketball. It seems like it's not just grad transfers that are playing right out of the gate. I mean, Mark Smith transfers from a rival from Illinois to Mizzou. They're on the schedule and Brad Underwood cooperates to allow him to play immediately. So all I'm thinking is, because when you listen to Travis Ford after Cartier Gordon transferred, he said only positive things. He didn't want to throw a kid from St. Louis under the bus as you try to recruit this area for the foreseeable future. So don't you think if Cartier Gordon would have finished out this year, and maybe things improve, but if he wanted to transfer, do you think Travis Ford's going to hold him back, a St. Louis kid, and then he can come back through the AAU programs and tell everybody else, oh, man, Travis Ford didn't allow me to transfer, didn't release me out of my scholarship. Right. I bet you he'd have been able to play immediately at DePaul next right. year. He had every reason then, and he would have still in the summer, to say good things. It's just there's no reason to kill him on the way out. 
Uh, it's an interesting thought because I think, <coughs> excuse me, with Gordon leaving, it did change everything. You, I mean, it's not we're not saying he was the A-10 player of the year, but what they were doing in terms of depth, having that presence down low, that, that's just a killer. So more disappointment, Chuck. I don't want to be a wet blanket because Marquette is 19-3. and 8-1, and 8-1, and one, I want to say, in the uh, Big East right now. So I don't want to be a complete downer, Chuck. Although I am. I can't even watch their games. You won games. a Butler. I know. Finally, I couldn't, first I couldn't, time. Since 1990. Yeah. I couldn't watch because I can't enjoy. I feel like if I watch, they lose. And so I'm not even enjoying the ride. It's terrible. <laughs> but look, since the Rams left in 15, we're, we're yearning for something during the winter to get excited about as sports fans in St. Louis. And during this Blues bye week also where you have nothing going on, if you had a big-time college basketball program that was getting people excited, whether it's Mizzou, whether it's SLU, even Illinois, I mean, I think people would really get into it because right now there's not a lot of options locally for sports. And the fact that last night you're watching all those games, and, man, I know it's cold and it's snowing out as well, but it's pretty depressing, the local college basketball scene. And, look, we're here in, what, the end of January. February starts it's tomorrow. It's officially the end of January. It's officially the end of January, and you're not even really excited about March Madness, right? What and do you have to get excited, excited about, about February? That's what I'm saying. Let's focus on Arch Madness. Let's focus right. on the Valley. Let's I am going. Hey, look. Ah, here we go. Hey, All I'm he going. does is talk about his alma mater. No. <laughs> Saturday, I will be going back to the Bradley University. Catch game. Bradley versus uh, Southern Illinois. Wow. Like Why do you hate Barry Hinson? I love Barry Hinson. Oh, yeah. I'll be rooting for Bradley, but I uh, hope it's a good game. Is this, this a reunion? It's kind of just a little... Uh, Mini reunion, nothing official, but buddy's what did, going back. What did you back. lie and tell Jess that it was? No, I just said, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to pick I've up some paperwork back. for my degree. That's important that I be there. Uh, Quick little on a Saturday, one day trip, <laughs> catch a game, hang out with some buddies, come right back. Look at you, loyal alum. Does the city of Peoria support the team, or is it just Bradley people? Is it kind of a traditional? This is my slew argument: is eventually they need some St. Louis people that like the program that aren't former. Billiken, you know, or alums, which is great. You need that. But they need the town people to show up, too. I wondered in Peoria if that was their thing. Traditionally, we always kind of made jokes. It was a very blue, hairy crowd. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Just wow. an older an older crowd. It doesn't have that great student section atmosphere. At least it didn't when I was uh, going there. You have a lot of the, uh, the Peoria folk who, again, there's not a ton of things to do in Peoria sports-wise. So Bradley basketball is the biggest ticket in town. Great heritage. Percy Hawkins, mm-hmm. Jim, Jim Les, Les, Patrick O'Brien, Patrick O'Brien, great run in 2006. Oh yeah, so I was saying that last year. I was saying that last year in the sports office. I said I don't have very high expectations as a, as a Bradley in alum in life either. But <laughs> is it too much to ask? Jess, no offense. Is it too much to ask that my alma mater gets to the NCAA tournament? Let's say once every five years. I think that's reasonable, right? Yeah, that's a great barometer. That's all I want. But that's for all a fan base, that's a great barometer. What would you accept? Like, okay, Mizzou fan. If I told you you could get to the NCAA every five years, you'd probably turn it down. You'd say, I want more. If you're a SLU fan and I say you could get to the NCAA tournament, I'm going to guarantee you're there every five years. Would you take it? You'd probably think about it. Probably. Probably would take it. Bradley, every five years you're taking a heartbeat. Can I sell you on every seven years? Are you okay with that? Well, right now I'm looking at 2006. It's 2019 here, so we're looking at 13 years. So absolutely, I would take every seven. But years. then they make it and they lose, and you get pissed off, and you're like, "No, now they got to win in the NCAA tournament." No, just get there. And at this point, I don't even care if it's the Tuesday night Dayton playing game. Just get there. All right. What about Marquette? If I told you they'll make it every other year, I'll take that. You'll take that. Yeah. God, I wonder if I could take that. 
I feel like that. Years. I feel like the expectation should be higher at Marquette. I'm honestly. wondering if that's if I'm being greedy. That's an interesting thought, though, for every fan base that's out there. Kentucky fans, of course, it's every year, do or die. Kansas Final every four, year, every year. North yeah. Carolina, do or die every year. Don't study. You know, Auburn basketball. Oh, study, but for the fake class. If I told you Auburn basketball, you could go every three years. You'd probably take that, right? I think that's fair. Mississippi State. I'll give it to you every four years. You'd probably take that. So, which program would have the lowest rate, acceptable rate? For one in how many years? In the SEC? And some yeah. of it's and, and probably unrealistic. Arkansas fan. If I told you you could make the NCAAs every third year, they'd probably say not good enough. Like, would Vanderbilt be one every six? Oh, God, no. No? Vanderbilt they, they would be furious would... by that. It's a great thought. I'm trying to think of a, a program that if you just went, hey, one Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's a better program than Mississippi or, Ole Miss, or, or Mississippi State in basketball. Like, if you went, hey, one every ten years, would you take it? What school would say yes? I think the difference in the FCC, though, is that Arbondale, it's such, it's such I mean, a football serious, conference. But it's such a football conference, unless you're talking about Kentucky basketball, I don't think there's that much pressure, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. People are so focused on spring football as opposed to college basketball. I just don't think the expectations for hoops are, are such. Uh, Bruce Pearl's Auburn team last night shot 41 threes. <laughs> 41 threes. Did they, they made 25 of them because it made, felt like that. They made 16 That's still of those threes. Good. I think Missouri lost the second half by 31 points. Uh, it's but it's ugly. the whole game. So they won the first half by 40, so they still won by nine, right? Yeah, they were actually losing at halftime, okay. but it was close. Okay. Final yeah. score was not close. I Illinois like Marcus <laughs> Howard. Don't make me say things. <laughs> Illinois fell to 2-8. and eight. But the big Mizzou headline today, if you're just getting in your car, uh, maybe you've been driving a truck, maybe you've been on stilts, mm-hmm. you're working. Just driving around, finding out what's happening. Mizzou hit hard with sanctions for NCAA violations. It involves the, the tutor who came forward a couple of years ago and alleged there was cheating going on with the uh, athletes. Twelve athletes. And, in, in the, the sanctions involved baseball, softball, football. Some recruiting restrictions. One of the headlines, Mizzou ineligible to go to a bowl game in football after next season. We're trying to determine if that would include, and this is sort of fantasy anyway, but if they were to make it to the SEC title game, is that a postseason berth? That yes. might fall under that category. Ohio State had that. They went uh, 12-0 and that first year with Urban Meyer and did not get to play in the Big Ten Championship right after the Jim Trestle. They had the Luke Fickle year. Meyer comes in, but they go undefeated 12-0 and and aren't able to play after that. So it's very Mizzou-ish. That they're going to have a great year in 2019. Albert O decides to stick around. Kelly Bryant stays. And they did say seniors can transfer, I believe. Is yeah, if, you, if, you, catch, if you catch these kind of, uh, these kind of um, viola- or these penalties for these violations, yeah, seniors can transfer without any penalty. Uh, by the way, the call with the NCAA is, is apparently over. Gabe DeArmond saying that one of Conference the big things call. they talked about is that Mizzou agreed there were level one violations. Level one violations have prescribed penalties. Um, and that's what Mizzou got. They probably just shouldn't have agreed to anything. And that that, that continues our earlier comments about uh, the difference between UNC is that apparently the NCAA is now continuing to build the case that just lie to them, and things usually go better for you. The difference also is... Which is is incredible. They don't want to tarnish one of their blue bloods in UNC basketball. 100%. I mean, you're talking about 200 classes, right? Also At UNC over the course of a couple... Decades. Also, at one point, um, apparently in the conference call, the guy said, we're not here to be comparing um, cases to cases. Not. They compared cases within their actual 
the letter, the thing they put out, they compared the cases in there. So you can't compare cases in saying this is why we did one thing, this is why we did another thing, and then when we talk, when we go to the conference call about what you just released, say, well, we're not comparing cases. All right, Chuck, you have the statement, Jim Sturk, and again, I would like to see an actual press conference. I think you should. They'll probably say they can't because it's sensitive material. It'll be something stupid. But I, I, statements <laughs> on days like this don't cut it, in my opinion. What did he say? Jim Sturk says, quote, once these issues were brought to our attention in November 2016, the university moved swiftly and fully cooperated with the NCAA enforcement staff to jointly investigate the allegations that were made. We are shocked and dismayed by the penalties that have been imposed today and will aggressively fight for what is right. The Committee on Infractions has abused its discretion in applying penalties in this case, and the university will immediately appeal this decision that has placed unfair penalties on our department and programs. It is hard to fathom that the university could be cited for exemplary cooperation throughout this case and yet end up with these unprecedented penalties that could unfairly and adversely impact innocent current and future Mizzou student-athletes. It is important to note that this was the action of one individual who acted unilaterally and outside of the expectations that we have established for our staff members, end quote. So Never that's a, I don't like to anything. Uh, nope. I, and I, don't, I don't like statements. That's a strong statement. And the story is now shifting that basically Mizzou had this problem. They admitted it. NCAA came back, hit them hard. And now they're saying we got screwed. And every school out there now is saying, okay. Never cooperate Hi. with the NCAA. Yep. Never, ever cooperate. And to that point, apparently, um, Gabe Yarman asked David Roberts, who was the, the NCAA official on the call, had, if they had, not agreed, um, they had not agreed that it was a level one violation beforehand, would that have essentially helped Missouri? He said, you've hit on the key difference in comparison to North Carolina. I would not say they were penalized improperly or extraordinarily. The guidelines put in place operated as intended. But here is the thing. A follow-up question was then asked by Nicole Auerbach. She followed up asking if schools were now being encouraged not to cooperate or tell the truth. Roberts responded, you can certainly make that argument. There it goes. They're encouraging you to hide so, stuff. What a joke. So they're encouraging cover-ups in the future. So two headlines that are not exactly shocking. Right. Mizzou fans get kicked in the shorts once again. And the NCAA's credibility and sensibility is called into question. Shocking. It does sound like, and I, and I said, if you're a Mizzou fan and you complain about this, hey, you cheated, it's hard to complain. But it does sound like they got screwed a little bit. And now, Sterk, I would like to know, what is that next step? What do you do? I guess it's an appeal process. And look, these things, these allegations, or what they've admitted to, are bad. But I feel like the NCAA, they're just they're not a sympathetic character ever, nor right. should they be. It doesn't matter if it's academic fraud or something with illegal benefits. And look, these athletes should not have done this. I'm not, I'm not saying that, okay, it's, it's no big deal. But do you, do you really look at big-time college athletics as this, oh, the, the integrity of amateur athletics. I don't feel like anybody no. looks at, they play at it like card, that anymore. That's my laughable. whole point is, like, look, if you go to college, you have a scholarship, you should get your degree. And if you don't, you're dumb. And if you don't go to, to class, you're, you're not benefiting yourself. But when I'm watching a big-time college basketball or football game, I'm just not looking at it like, oh, what's this guy's GPA? This is the minor league for professional sports, and that's what it is. And I just I never feel like the NCAA is somebody, oh, i got to root for them to kind of win this case against North Carolina or Mizzou. It is shocking to hear somebody, though, with that organization <laughs> admit, ah, uh, yeah, you're right, maybe, maybe cooperating isn't such a good idea. I think Mizzou, in good faith, it sounds like. They walked into a revelation right there, like, yeah. wow, you're right. No, yeah, no one should tell yeah, us anything. Don't, don't, don't cooperate. <laughs> Dave Roberts would be great on the radio. He'd stumble into somehow. 
hell of a hot takes. Stumble into an incredible NCAA omission. <laughs> we we uh, it may seem that we don't know what we're I mean doing. We, uh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> he could just stumble into his own hot take. Fair to say though that this is pretty darn shocking because I think everybody knew this was coming out today, but they thought it would be pretty benign. Did anybody expect this type of punishment? You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't been talking about this much no, at all. They gave the tutor the same show cause penalty that they gave Dave Bliss, who covered up a murder. That's according to Jason Kirk of SP Nation. Hey, hey, we don't compare, we don't compare cases, Brian. We don't compare cases here, though. Come on. And what do we always talk about? Punishment and crime. Does the punishment fit the crime? It seems in this case that it does not. Again, if you're a Mizzou person, it's hard to complain because your program is doing some cheating. But it does seem the NCAA has really boned this. If you're Kelly Bryant, are you staying at Mizzou? If I'm Kelly Bryant, mm, I this wouldn't. It's the number one thing you care about today if you're a Mizzou backer. I think I might. I mean, if I go 12 Why, what, what bowl game are you going to go to anyway? Okay, but the holiday bowl, you don't think there's a lot of other bowl. similar programs like Mizzou with a chance to win in a Power 5 conference that Kelly Bryant could walk into and be their starting quarterback? I hope he stays. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm right. Kelly Bryant, I'm not staying. I would consider. I mean, it depends on the reasons you pick Mizzou. If you really like Derek Dooley, if you really liked Barry Odom, if you liked Columbia, Columbia. I mean, there may be a lot of things still in place that he really felt good about. I don't know why he picked it in the first place. If it's just about winning, and that's got to be a big piece of it, I guess you can still run the table, have a lot of wins, start training for the combine. I mean, it's not, they weren't, I mean, it's not like he's at Alabama. And they're saying, now you can't play for national title. You're like, what? That's the only reason I'm here. I'm sure it's disappointing to say we're not going to a bowl game. But let's be realistic. A Mizzou bowl game is what? Sun Bowl, Holiday Bowl, Alamo Bowl? Is that a tragedy? How ticked off would you be? Because there would be a lot of synergy here. Who was the school? What was the school that got in late on Kelly Bryant? You remember? Arkansas, North Carolina oh, North Car- with oh, North. Mac Brown. What if Kelly Bryant went to North Carolina after basically there was a slap on the wrist there? For everything, and they I hate did. to say it, but this would fall in line with our Mizzou misery. Whenever something celebrated happens, whether it's uh, DGB, Porters. Michael Porter Jr., you know, you get really excited about. Guess who's coming? And then it sort of fizzles. This I hate to say it, and I don't want it to happen. This would fall in that same camp. Rocky, you would know this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Auburn interested? And then Kelly Bryant decides to go to Mizzou, and didn't Stidham then declare for the draft basically right after that? Um, it, so if you're Auburn, no, you need a quarterback. Stidham, Stidham, it was, it was, it was it, very close, though. It was even worse for Auburn fans because Stidham, um, Kelly Bryant, yeah, you're right. Kelly Bryant chose Mizzou, and then Stidham declared, I think, well, you're right, six hours later. Which, I mean, it was, a, it, was a double, it was a double whammy. All I'm saying is, clearly I hope Kelly Bryant stays. But if you have other options like that, whether it's the I'm, SEC, I'm, the ACC, similar type programs. I'm not even thinking about Kelly it's Bryant a, it's a tough call. at this point. I'm, I'm assuming he's gone. I'm wondering if Albert O is going to try to um, you know, make his senior season worthwhile now. You know, that's what I'm worrying about. Maybe Mizzou football can just offer to, to move that postseason ban to a different sport. Can they just go to the NCAA and be like, hey, Basketball's Basketball, not cutting we'll it, it this year. How, this? This? How about this? We'll give you every other non-major sport. Not that's not football or basketball. We will give you every win. We'll give you everything. Era. We'll give you every volleyball, wrestling. Not really. Or Odom says, "How about another season? Let me have. Let me just see what we can do next year. How about we do one down the road? Hey, quick break here. We're live at the Schnooks Lime Ferry Road, one of the former Shop and Saves, part of the Schnooks 19 that they took over and made sure there was still a grocery store. They have the arch in your neighborhood. That's it's the cool. coolest thing on Lime Ferry. You can't miss the Schnooks. Cool. They have an arch replica. What's that about? 
And if you, you stand, if you stand at the arch replica, you can see the real arch. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, and the Telegraph Road is just down the way here, intersection. They've got all kinds of great spreads put out for this weekend. If you're having a party or not having a party, maybe Charlie and Jesse are having work friends, but not mm-hmm. this group. You know, different groups different of friends friend over. Pretty frequent. You can also load up at the chicken bar. Just grab one of these buckets, load them up with the different types of wings. The spicy glaze is sort of a schnook's tradition. It's an outstanding wing. Not too spicy, not too sweet, Chuck. Just a little bit of both. Stock up for the game here. Also, Saturday, it's going to be like a party going on at this location. Make sure you stop by and stock up at your neighborhood schnooks. We're going to talk a little bit about the advertising game on Super Bowl Sunday. Has it jumped the shark? Is it no longer a thing? Bob Lackey was in the middle of that world for years with Anheuser-Busch. We'll talk to him next on the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan.